Jazz are 20 and 5 with their best start in franchise history. On a monster performance by Don with a monster performance by Donovan Mitchell tonight, I believe he had 36 points. Gobert um, had 18 points, 12 boards. And before I forget, I have to shout out Donovan for his nine assists. I mean, the Celtics are not a slouch. They are an amazing defensive team. They're one of three top 10 defense and defensive teams in the league that also have a top 10 offense. The Utah Jazz are another team, and I believe the Clippers or the Lakers are the third. I can't remember which one, but that was absolutely bonkers. Let me get to the box score really quick, but just got to shout out the Jazz for playing with a lot of heart. This game, the beginning reminded me a lot of that Denver game about a couple weeks ago where the Jazz, I mean, just weren't, did, just had a rough start on the offensive end. And they didn't have a rough start on the offensive end tonight. But the Celtics were 7 of 8 from 3 um, partway through the first quarter, which is just terrifying. But the Jazz kept playing. I mean, they I believe they shot 3 for 14 on 3 in the first quarter. So absolutely abysmal from there. But they were able to go into the second quarter down by 3. You know, go take a lead to the half. It was just by 1, but... Who cares? And then after a bit of back and forth at the beginning of the third, take a lead and never let the Celtics get it back. Now, the Celtics got close in the fourth quarter. The Celtics are never going to quit playing. That's why last Friday night, their game against the Clippers was so fun. They came um, back from being down double digits to beat them in on some really, on some clutch last minute shots. So, Never really could count the Celtics out of this, but talk about that final stretch where the Jazz just absolutely destroyed, where Clarkson, who had a pretty cold game, had a big and one three-pointer. Donovan put up two or three three-point shots that were absolutely monster, and at least two amazing dunks by Gobert. Just every one of them daggers just to take the Celtics completely out of it. So... Super exciting to just be able to watch, honestly, one of the greatest teams I think the Jazz have ever put on the court. These teams are definitely competing with, you know, the John Stockton, Carl Malone era teams. And and I'm excited to see how far the Jazz can push this and how far they can keep going. Um, that's 16 out of the last 17 games. After starting four of four of eight, you know, 500 on the year, looking like it's just going to be another rough beginning to the season where the Jazz are just going to drop the ball, you know, towards the end, be fighting for home court and hopefully get it. They just come out and do this. So I am just having an absolute blast being a Jazz fan right now, and it's absolutely awesome to be able to be here with you guys. So if you have anything um, to say, please leave it in the chat, and I will get to that. But looking at the box score, Leading scorer for the Celtics, you're going to have Tatum with 23 points. Um, oh, sorry. <laughs> I, I was shocked. I'm like, I thought that was Jalen Brown. No, you're going to have Jalen Brown with 33 points, who hit his first three three-pointers and never hit another one. He went three for six, um, six of eight from the line, and had a really good game other than the fact that he was minus eight for the Jazz. 
You have Donovan Mitchell with 36. Six for 13 from three. That's 18 points. That's just under 50% shooting. That's bonkers. And now, so for the rest of it, he was six for 11 from two-point range. So one of the most efficient nights from Donovan Mitchell all year. I think this is his best game. If there's another game you think that he did better, let me know. But this was absolutely his Best game, I mean, he had nine assists, so he was dishing. Helped that he was start the starting point guard and that Conley wasn't um, playing tonight. But just what a game to watch. You had Ingles with 23 points, 9 for 10 from the line, 5 for 11 from 3. Um, Bogey with a respectable 16. O'Neal, 9, couldn't get quite get to double figures. Gobert with the aforementioned 18. And Clarkson off the bench with 13. Oney, you, um... Didn't put up any buckets, but he got four rebounds, had a steal in his nine minutes. Just a lot of heart out there, and we'll see if he's able to get some more more minutes in the rotation as the season stretches on. So hopefully, fingers crossed, though, Conley comes back for the um, Bucks game this Friday. There's a, a few days rest, and I think the Jazz will be able to go out and win this game just like they did when they were in Milwaukee and absolutely destroyed to really just start off this dominating stretch. They've only lost one game since they beat Miami. So sorry, since they beat Milwaukee, just so much fun to watch. Just, I can't even describe this. Um, If you guys can hit the like, I'll be getting here to the comments in a second. Once I just take a quick look at the at the um, at the team stats, so B, um, BYU, sorry. So um, the Jazz shot eighteen of forty eight from three for thirty seven percent, which is on the lower end, but you know we'll take it. Thirty seven percent is absolutely crazy, and um, Boston was able to hit forty four percent of their three pointers. But they only took 29. So the Jazz had five more three-point shots. And that's why quantity just helps so much when you also have that quality. Because that 7% difference doesn't matter when the Jazz are still making more three-pointers than you. So, and overall, Boston just couldn't play in the paint thanks to the one, the only, Rudy Gobert, absolutely just denying them every time they tried to get in there. They didn't have a shot in the paint until the second quarter. So... Absolutely bonkers on what Gobert was able to do there. And here is what blows my mind. The Jazz only had 10 turnovers to the 8 turnovers of Boston. Which, higher than you want to see. But, typically they've been having like 15, 16. So, 10 is just totally good to see. So, um, I'm, I'll get here to the chat. Just let me know what you think and we'll go as long as there's... Stuff in the chat. So, David Chase, how do you think the next game will go against the Bucs? Like I said, I think the Jazz will win. They're so hot. They're going to have, what, what Wednesday, Thursday um, to rest before they play on Friday. They can be rusty after two days of rest, but hopefully they're able to come out, bring calmly back into it, and just do what they did last time and, you know, break the franchise record for three-pointers made. I'd love to see the Jazz hit, you know, 33-pointers and takes take the record that the Bucks hit last year um, with 29, which is the most in the game in NBA history. And if they did that, that would be awesome. 
That's not my prediction, but I think you'll see the Jazz hit 23, 24 three-pointers minimum. Just the way the Bucks play defense, the Jazz are just absolutely built to beat them. So Raul Reyes says, man, Clarkson's been having a hard time with those threes lately. So super interesting stat from David Locke. He's having a really hard time with the catch and shoot. So if it's passed to him and he puts it up, he's struggling hitting those. If he's picking the ball up off a dribble and shooting, he's over 50% in these last few games. So hopefully hopefully Clarkson's able to get in a better rhythm there. Uh, Most players have the complete opposite problem that they can't hit off the bounce. But, you know, um, Jazz were able to win today. And at the very minimum, Clarkson is always going to be an offensive threat no matter how poorly he's playing. And that will allow – he brings spacing to the court which is something that every Jazz player does. Like, every Jazz player except for Gobert can hit a three-point shot, and you can't just let them have that open look. Gobert, if you leave him alone in the paint, you're going to do, I mean, let what happened to the Pelicans happen to you and have him go off for 29, 30 points. So, honestly, it, it stinks to see him be shooting poorly, but I do think he'll get back in the rhythm. He's still the front runner by a mile for sixth man of the year. So it'll be fun to see him improve. And, you know, if him and Bojan start clicking and Conley comes back and they're clicking, I think we've only seen the start of what this Jazz team can do this season. Um, Kenneth Bonzo, how long is Mike Conley out? So he just has hamstring tightness. Um, I'm assuming they're going to want to just be super careful about that. I believe he was taken out partway through the third quarter of the Charlotte game last Friday. So Indiana was definitely too quick to come back. Um, I predicted he'd be out tonight, and he was out tonight. I'm really hoping we'll see him be back against Milwaukee, just because it seems almost more like a preemptive thing, even though it happened in the middle of the game. But there's not really any timetable on it. And with how the Jazz are playing right now and how they've been able to beat teams, even without him and even without Donovan when they were able to beat Um, Dallas twice. I don't expect to see him back until Friday at the earliest. And I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't come back until like the Clippers games. It would stink to drop a couple and to maybe lose the first spot in the West, but it's better to have calmly coming back healthy and be able to hopefully push for the rest of the season and take us to the playoffs. Soya Parker, how's my night? long. I've been up since 5 a.m. and I am so happy that the Jazz won because that is the only reason I am awake and happy and have energy. So I'm gonna it's gonna be good. I'm I'm just really thankful the Jazz won tonight for more reasons than just getting all of you guys on right now. So if we really believe maybe Gobert could make a three-pointer. Whenever the Jazz are up by 20 I just want Gobert to take a three-point shot. Is it absolutely bonkers? And should that not happen? Yeah, yeah, definitely. But I'd love to see Gobert make a three, you know. Maybe challenge Ben Simmons, see who can have the better three-point percentage. But it's really special to see nights like tonight where I don't know if Gobert had any assists specifically. Let me go look at his line. But Gobert... um, Gobert had three assists, which is something that I'd have to go back and check out all of those. But 
it's amazing to see what he does because he is pro- the most selfless player on this team. Even more selfless than Joe Ingles. Okay, that's pushing it. But the fact that he will have the ball inside who where he can typically dominate and he will pass it out to the open three-pointer for the open three-pointer is just something so special. The stat line will never truly encompass what Rudy Gobert does. The best thing that you can see just on a blank box score is that he was plus 23 tonight. So, I mean, the Jazz won by 14 and he was plus 23, which means the 37 or 38 minutes he was on the court, the Jazz were just winning. Absolute domination. So, really just want to express that, like, he deserved his $200 million. Would I have liked to see a cheaper contract so the Jazz could have some more cap room? Yeah. But he is absolutely a player who, with the way he works on this Jazz team and just the level of defender and the type of player he is where he's just so much for the team, just I can't put into words how valuable Gobert is. If If a defensive player could win the MVP, honestly, he'd have to be in discussion right now. And I get that he's not putting up those offensive stats that we'd like to see him. Do And I get that we'd like to see him shoot better than, um, oh, he was two for three from the line tonight. I'll take that. But better than 50% from the free throw line. But what he does is something special that I'm just going to cherish up until the day he, fingers crossed, retires as a jazz, as a jazz man, as a lifelong jazz man. So Chan Thurk in the chat says, man, everything about the jazz is just special. The culture, the fan base, the players, the coach, the head the front office, it's hard not not to cheer anymore. Yeah. Um, I, I am, I'm trying not to throw myself all in since I'm, I know there might be a rough patch here. And I know these next five um, or however many games until the all-star break when we're only playing three teams that aren't conference final contenders and the other nine teams are conference final contenders is going to be hard and we might drop some games, but man, I just don't know how the jazz are going to drop games. If the other team isn't shooting 40 plus percent of their shots from three and making 40 plus percent of their shots from at and making 40 plus percent of their three pointers. I just can't imagine it. Um, I'm going to pull up 538 really quick and just see where they're at right now, um, where they're at. But this is just the most special experience I've ever had as a Jazz fan. Like, there have been times to get excited. And right now is just a time to be so stoked for what's going to happen. Right now, 538 has the Jazz projected to finish the season 52-20. and and um, tied with the Lakers for the one seed. Three games ahead of the Clippers and, let's see, and eight games ahead of the Nuggets. I think the Jazz are going to get home court this year, and I don't want to jinx it, but they could be the one seed. February 24th, mark your calendars. We're all talking about it. That game against the Lakers, along with these games against the Clippers this next week, so big. If the Jazz win one of the Clippers games and beat the Lakers, I just can't say they're not for real. And I just truly think that the Jazz, you know, could definitely go to the Western Conference Finals and 
if they're hitting shots and if they keep up this pace, they could be taking Utah back to the NBA Finals. I'm starting to truly just believe that. And that would just be special. I was born in 98, so I would be absolutely ecstatic to see the Jazz make it back for technically the second, um, their second finals appearance in my lifetime. So, Kenneth Bonzo, do you think the Jazz can beat the Lakers during the regular season and or a seven-game series? I think that they can beat them during the regular season. There will be three, four matchups depending on how COVID happens. I expect the Jazz to pick up at least one, if not two. The seven-game series is where it's just hard because LeBron James and Anthony Davis are so special. And Anthony Davis is having a really rough start to his season. But LeBron James is LeBron James, and he can take over it, take over the game. And the, will Royce O'Neal be able to stop LeBron James? How is Gobert going to do against Anthony Davis for the 36, 37 minutes? The Jazz are – here's what's going to have to happen. Tonight, the Jazz started off with a somewhat off-offensive performance, and they were able to win. Come back. I don't think you can have an off-offensive performance for a stretch for a quarter against the Lakers and win. So do I think the Jazz can beat the Lakers? I mean, all things are possible. I have to mark my calendar for February 24th and see how it goes. That's why I'm praying the Jazz get the one seed, because if the Lakers and Clippers are able to um, beat up on each other in the Western Conference semis before they play the Jazz in the finals and the, in the Western Conference finals and the Jazz have home court, that would just get the ball rolling for the Jazz to have the best opportunity to win. Um, Sawyer Parker, has Dale been busy with homework? Haven't seen him. Usually it's both of you. So it's both of us on Saturdays. Um, Sometimes one of us will hop in the common stream. So Dale typically will get later in the week, like Wednesday through Friday, um, just with my school schedule. And I'll typically try to get Saturday through Tuesday, just with his school schedule. So, that's kind of how we roll. We started rotating um, partway through at the beginning of the season, but now we're just going with what's best um, for us, depending on our on where we're at. So um, that's that's what's going on, Sawyer. So Francis John Ruiz is the spider throw his web everywhere. Clarkson is struggling, but his impact on the game are awesome. Let's go, Jazz! Yeah, Spider Mitchell. He's had a rough season. I know he's averaging over twenty four points. But his efficiency hasn't always been the best this season. So it's really been a lot of the Jazz playing as a team unit and, you know, having four other players shooting 40 plus percent from three, which Donovan is doing. It's been the inside play that's hurt him a bit. So seeing nights like tonight where he just goes off is really important. And I do believe that he'll just continue to do better um, as the leading scorer with three or four offensive options, including him, instead of last year where it was one or two. So, I mean, this is just his fourth year. We're going to keep seeing him improve. I can't, I mean, Dwayne Wade was in his fourth year when he won a title with Shaq, I believe. So we're going to see, we've yet to see the best from Donovan Mitchell, which is just mind-boggling after nights like tonight, where, in the next couple of years, is he going to have his 27, 28 points per game season? And I think that's totally possible. So, so hyped on Donovan and just so hyped on this team right now. 
So if you guys have any more um, comments in the live, drop them in the live chat, please let, and we'll get to them. I'm gonna, I actually have been super busy with school. And so I have not checked out ESPN power rankings this week. So when I'm waiting on you guys, I'm gonna pull up ESPN NBA power rankings and I'm, whether or not the Jazz ended up staying at one, I feel like you can't argue that right now, after tonight, that they are definitely the number one league and um, number one team in the league. They are just playing that well. And while maybe some other teams will be, do better when it comes to a playoff perspective, there's just no one playing better basketball right now. So Lakers jumped the Jazz, which. I can kind of see, but Jazz are number two in front of the Clippers and 76ers and Bucks. So, you know, if the Jazz keep winning, especially down this gauntlet that they have leading them to the All-Star break, they're going to take the one seed into the West, into the break. And they're going to, in my opinion, just be the best team in the NBA, just consensus. Whether or not there's playoff discussions, there's going to be no doubt in my mind that they're the best team in the NBA. They say Spide is the next D-Wade. Yeah, um, I, I really hope that, that Donovan can be better than Dwayne Wade. I think he's shown it. I think his three-point shooting is absolutely dominant. And to be frank, Dwayne Wade, I mean, was always, I don't want to say always a complimentary piece, but however many titles he got came with LeBron and LeBron is better. No questions asked as good as Dwayne Wade was. And the other one came with Shaq and during a time when Shaq was maybe getting a bit older, but that's more so his championship and the other two or three came with LeBron. So I, I think Dwayne Wade is amazing. If he doesn't get that championship with Shaq and if LeBron doesn't go um, to Miami I think we're talking about Dwayne Wade with as a really good player who never won and one of the best to never win, but winning is super important. And right now Donovan's the best player on the jazz. And I don't see that changing anytime soon. So if the jazz start, if the jazz win a finals, Donovan's the team leader. And if they're able to go back a few times and like just start building a legacy, Donovan's the team leader. So that's my take. I think Donovan right now is honestly on trajectory to be better than Dwayne Wade because he's putting up Dwayne Wade-like stats with other amazing players like uh, like um, Conley and Bogdanovich and Clarkson needing the ball as well. So that's why I think 24 points from Donovan this year is so impressive when you're having um, Clarkson, Conley, and Bojan I'll be really close to averaging like 20 points a game. So that's what is so amazing about what Donovan's doing is he's putting up those points with an amazing cast around him instead of putting up points like that the first season or two when there were some great players, but nowhere near the quality of cast that they have right now. Hey guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. It looks like the chat's died down. If you've got anything else, drop it down there. And um, please join us Friday night after the Jazz hopefully beat the Milwaukee Bucks and continue to push the best start in franchise history on. 
So thank you guys so much again for tuning in and have a great, have a great evening.